would appear that we've lost my uh, Professor Jones. I don't know if we're going to be able to get him back or not. I really enjoyed having him here. Uh, I hope he can come back because there's a whole lot more we can talk about. But um, this usury thing, I remember when I first heard the word, I think it must have been in the maybe about 2007, I had never heard the word usury in all my years of education. I mean, High school, grade school, college, I mean, never heard it. Went to work, never heard it. So it just kind of dawned on me that this must be the big, ugly secret that we're not allowed to talk about. And you're never going to hear that word on TV, I'm sure. You know, maybe you've heard it, but I've never heard it. That that usury is just run amok, absolutely run amok. A friend of mine lives in California. And her community has passed climate action plans. And that corporation wants to, as part of the grant that they got, they want to make it a, a law, an ordinance, forcing people to do energy-efficient upgrades on their homes. And I said, well, how are you going to do that? And she said, they've already brought in a company who's going to provide loans to the public so they can get these energy upgrades that they are going to be obligated to do. I was just, like, outraged, and, and I I told her, and I'm going to stand by that. I'll, let's see how this unrolls. One thing I do not think they can do, I do not think they can force you to sign a contract to borrow money um, pretty much People need to get that. They cannot force you to sign a contract to borrow money. The whole student loan debacle was not about students being forced. It was about students volunteering. The subprime mortgage mess, that wasn't about people being forced. It was about volunteerism. 
payday loans. You go in there, you sign your name. To my knowledge, these loans, if you coerce someone into borrowing money by saying, our law says you have to do this, we're going to force you to sign a loan to do this, I think that's when things are going to get really difficult. I don't think they're going to be able to do it. Okay? Um, I think it's it's outrageous. We are under economic attack. People aren't talking about it. I don't know what people think about Ron Paul and libertarianism. Um, they're all about free market. He doesn't talk much about usury. What is this free market? I don't feel like there's a free market. We've got monopolies everywhere. You know, I, I think I was hoping E. Michael Jones would come back on because the, he talked about that whole concept where just stand back and let the market do what the market does and everything will be fine. Not so, folks. Not when you've got these usury laws and you've got the courts enforcing them. It is not a free market. It is designed not to be a free market. And it's been that way for a very long time. Okay, if we have anybody who would like to call in, I'd love to hear what you think. The number is 800-313-9443. 800-313-9443. And tell me what you think and what your experience has been. I think it's outrageous. I've seen it with friends and family. And, I, I mean... There's really no answer. We've got people living in basements. He's absolutely right. We've got people living with their parents. We've got people on welfare, on food stamps, like crazy. There's no income. They're living in public housing. And then, to make matters worse, we've got this economic attack on our very own children. And um, what do they do? They bring in illegal they allow illegal immigrants in by the hordes more mouths to feed and uh, no more jobs for anybody this is just you know it is economic warfare i i can't believe more people don't see it uh, that's all i can say i can't believe more people don't see it okay chris from las vegas has called in how are you chris haven't heard from you for a while um. Well, it has been a while. I've been quite involved with defending myself against malicious prosecution and egregious abuse of governmental authority. However, your guess is right on the point. These OIGR cons of the Corban kings, the kings of Corban, take it because they can, because the banker gangsters operate under the false premise that Anytime you put money into their so-called banks, it's a donation, gift, or contribution, and therefore there's no expectation of return on your trust of the banker because you were naive or not sophisticated enough to know better than to trust a banker, a banking. Uh, I got this particular information by reading some of the uh, Treasury documents, uh, the Office of Thrift Supervision in relation to the WAMU so-called theft and hijacking under an unconscionable sale where the FDIC posed as a receiver. And they stole my house, much like everybody else's house. Uh, they met in Camara ex parte without me, the plaintiff, having any hearing whatsoever. Fundamental denial of all due process law and substantial justice. And therefore, these bankster gangsters are in league with the 
the courts. And the courts themselves, the judiciary and the bar attorneys, apparently have a hit list out for conservative Americans that are stealing their houses all over the country as a means of per se execution and grinding their political axis for those who want to restore lawful government to America instead of this Talmudic communitarianism that's being uh, eaten up America like a cancerous uh, ravaging bacteria or infectious disease. Well, I've got to correct you on one thing, Chris. It's not communitarianism. Anytime people call in and tell me that, it's not. It's tyranny. It's usury. <laughs> There's nothing about it that has anything to do with communitarianism. There's nothing. It's all usury. I agree. It's the tyranny of the judiciary, and usury is used to enforce it. So you're exactly yep. right. It's basically the consumption of all wealth in America and the planet if they can steal it. Yes. Thank you. Stealing it is an appropriate term. Well, I'm sorry that you lost your house. I know many good people who did and fought that battle brilliantly, I might add. But if the courts are going to say, we're not going to allow you to submit this document and we're not going to require the bank shows proof of your signature on a promissory note, well, you know, what are you going to do? The judge sits up there and says, well, I, I'm not going to require that. And I'm not going to look at your evidence. I mean, you're, we're sort of stuck when they control the courts, aren't we? Well, this insane presumption of the honesty of bankers, lenders, usurious lenders, of law enforcement professionals is totally preposterous and absurd because there is no basis with crazy cases like Fraser v. Cup. C-U-P-P, and Frisbee, with two E's, versus Collins, which tells you they can lie, make up false narratives, false stories, use their uh, so-called discretion any way they want to, to prey upon the people and to manufacture and fake evidence uh, to try to incriminate people who are innocent people uh, and prey upon them by their lack of competency, knowledge, or their uh, unsophistication in law. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. He's right. It is government sanctioned. I mean, if you look at the, the courts as being a part of the government, it is government sanctioned. They are enforcing all of this. Well, State sponsored economic terrorism. It really is. And uh, it's sad that more people don't see it. I just, I, I kind of ponder that, that it has to be affecting their lives. They have to have friends or relatives who are being victimized. The only thing I can think of is maybe that there's a, like a level of shame that people <laughs> presume. I feel ashamed because I got I can't pay my bills when I I had that um, clip from that program that the BBC did about why white men are killing themselves in America, and one of the one of the men interviewed when they made that program, said that there was an element of shame that you can't support your family. They seem to be completely oblivious to the fact that they're under attack. They are victims. They are not failures. I think people don't want to actually be a victim. But uh, uh, sorry, folks, we're being victimized. Well, I held off for 10 years before they stole the house, uh, battling in courts until the courts themselves 
completely devoid of all lawful operation, any substantial justice, American due process of law, the USDC courts are not American law courts. They're foreign law, Talmudic law, if you will. Uh, this is what's being used to destroy this country is these Zionist cabal, which is a cult, not a religion, uh, are launching their complete criminal diabolical plot to take over the world on Americans to suck out the wealth of this country. It was being shipped out by the boatloads when we had the Obama administration. And I'm not sure it's any better this time, although it might be less uh, overtly observable uh, as to uh, delivering pallet loads of money, whether they claim it's to pay off a debt or uh, merely to pay off their cronies is uh, yet to be determined. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Absolutely no doubt. And they, the, the noose just gets tighter and tighter and tighter. Someone was saying that they were trying to, in a rural area, they were trying to control water um, with people who had wells. Oh, that. <laughs> They're trying to tax rainwater, for Christ's sake. Who owns the rain? I think the creator owns it. Well, and in this case, what they were going to do, they metered enough wells that they came up with the figure, an estimate. If you have a rural property and a well, they come up with an estimate. That means you're using X amount of water, and the, the cost of the water that you're using, they're proposing to tax onto your property tax. Okay? Your Next property- they'll steal your property. Yes, they're adding more things to the property tax. Clint Richardson was on, oh, several years ago. I heard him talking about this new emergency services um, division. 911 tax, yeah. Yes, and they were going to tax everyone for emergency services and put it on their property tax. So if you couldn't pay your property tax, you didn't get emergency services. Government is nothing but a racketeer. It's a creation of the mind. Government means to control the mind. And if they can control the mind, then they can apply any kind of fabricated, invented thing. They stole a $50,000 car of me on a pretextual sham, legal, fictitious $500 specialty assessment lien that was created in-house at the zoning Nazi's house uh, with one of them lying to it and the other swearing to it. And then they tried to come out and mur- they tried to use it as a pretext to murder me in my own front yard on private property. It was clearly posted, uh, Castle Doctrine and uh, Standard Ground Law. Uh, I was able to beat the felony charge. They tried to frame the blame on the victim on that one. And now they've got another one they're trying to do on me the same way, claiming it's a criminal traffic cart when there is no victim, no injured party, no property, no injury person whatsoever, and they're claiming it's a criminal traffic court. It's insane. Yep, it surely is. Okay, we have another caller, Chris. Thanks so much. I Thank you. Good, it was good hearing from you. Okay, Dave, uh, I don't know where you're from. Are you there, Dave? Uh, yes, yes, I'm here. Uh, I spoke to you a couple weeks ago. Um, I I was wondering about, uh, somebody called in last week, and um, they had a question about this guy, Kelby Smith, and also... Um, in in some of these um, activities, uh, these court actions, uh, you've got um, 
uh, attempts to take people's property, uh, all of these things. Um, do you use Judge Dale's uh, rejection of contract when uh, there's a summons is presented? Well, it just so the, you know. I'm, yeah, uh, we kind of wanted to talk about usury tonight, but uh, it, it depends. Okay. Right now, we're talking about property tax, and uh, most of us signed on. We actually signed on when we got the mortgage to paying property tax. So. Uh, another thing we always try to remind people is look for your signature. Where did you sign on? If you sign right. on, then then there is a contract that's trying to be enforced. And you have to understand that because um, some things you don't sign up for and they haul you into court. Some things you have signed up for and they're enforcing contracts. So we have to make a distinction. Okay. Um signatures on that paper all right uh well we are looking for for solutions and and um and you presented some ideas um if you can uh comment at some point maybe next show or so on the kelby smith uh uh his solutions i've read different things online and i won't give an opinion i don't know about him not, at this point I have, not, I have not read what he's offering so okay, I, I did email you about that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I could send it again. Okay. Yeah, I'm not I'm not following him. There's a whole bunch of people out there with with ideas, truckloads of people with ideas. He is only one of many. <laughs> right. Okay. Thank you. Uh-huh, Thank you. you're welcome. Okay. John um uh, from Missouri. John, are you there? Hi there. Hi. <laughs> I was listening to this and uh it just seems to me that what the courts and what the government and the bankers and all these folks are doing are probably going to bring on the next revolution, which I really don't want any part of, but I might not be able to to stand away from it. What I don't are your know. thoughts? Yeah, well, I don't know. They've got they've got um, very sophisticated weapons. They used them in Pittsburgh when they had a G8 meeting, I believe it was, and students were just hanging around their their student housing. And I don't know if they were gathered to see something or not, but they brought out these sound weapons that were just absolutely unbearable. And that stopped the students from moving anywhere. And it was like, I believe, now they may have used them in other countries as a test case, but... In this country, that's the first I knew of it. So the weapons that they have, the electronic weapons, the sound weapons, are quite sophisticated. I don't know that that uh, we're going to succeed in a, a revolution at all, really. My, well, posi- my position may be... It's a pretty severe war, word, you know. I, I don't think anybody wants it. Well, no. That's, Especially people I- who are... The thieves don't want to spend money on it. They want us just to acquiesce. Yeah, well, I don't think that's going to happen. You? Hard to say. My neighbors seem to be doing it quite nicely, I might add. Okay, hang <laughs> in there. We'll be right back.
We're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge. And knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. The reviews for Extendivite are amazing. Here are some from Amazon by Christine. Great for heart palpitations. By Anne. Before I started using this product, every afternoon, my ankles and my hands would be swollen. That doesn't happen anymore. So if that part of their advertising is true, I have to assume that the rest of it is also. Not to mention that when I had my yearly blood test, only a few weeks after beginning to use this product, My cholesterol had dropped over 30 points. I'm going to continue to take it. By Croc, I love this product. It really works. By Brad, works great. Thank you. Tell us your story. Get your Extendivite today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extend Ovite. Welcome back. Are you still there, John? What do you think? I think you can only push people so far. That's what I think. And they're going to have enough of it. And I'm I'm not for a minute suggesting that I want to see anything like that happen. 
Okay. But eventually, everybody's going to get tired. Enough people will get tired of it, and they're going to push back themselves. Well, I know um, in my community, there are people who go to city council meetings and try to express their dismay at the policies that are coming out of city council. And what they're being met with is a um, an effort on the city to tell them that they must be civil. The city will allow them to speak for so long, and then they'll just proceed. You know, you can talk for three minutes at city council, and then thank you, and next. And they don't answer. They don't respond. There's no response. And yet they continue to pay, pay uh, pass new taxes for the for the people who live in my town, and um, the city seems to function as its own private little business for its own profit. And what they give the public is propaganda. What they give them is spin. They placate the public and 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 try to make everything they're doing sound like it's wonderful, when it's not. They're making room for big corporations. The policies have driven out small businesses. We have very few small businesses left. We have big malls that were built by these big corporations filled with um, chains, national chains. And there seems to be no stopping them. This is what they're doing. I don't see the people able to get through at all. Well, I, I probably agree with you. I'm not in a town like that. Uh, I live in rural Missouri. So I don't see that too much, but all I'm saying is when people have been pushed far enough, there's a stopping point. Yeah. And I'm not suggesting for a minute that I want to see this happen, but I think I think people get pushed far enough and they've had enough. I, I wasn't here for the last revolution, and I don't necessarily mean it has to be a, an armed revolution, but something has to happen. Yeah. You get thrown out of your house, you're eventually going to do something. I know. And and there's and, a lot of people. My husband went to a, um, I guess it was a flea market, or no, it was an auction. And he ran into two women who were there. They were buying things, and I think what they did is they bought things at auction and they would sell them either online or at flea markets, and they were both in their 50s, and they both had lost their jobs. Now, that's another thing coming down the pike is people in their 50s becoming unemployed. I understand this. (laughs) They keep bringing more foreigners in to take the the few jobs that are there. I don't get it, ma'am. I don't get it. I got a farm, and it's tough out here. It's yeah. tough farming. Yes. And I don't understand it, but I'm saying eventually the American public will have had enough, and uh, the powers that be, I think, are going to find that out. Yeah. It probably we'll won't like- be pretty. We'll find that out. guy Chris, I've heard Chris talk before. I don't think you'd have to push him much further. Yeah. So uh, I I don't have any I don't have a good thought about any of this. I just I just thought I would say what I said, and okay, I'm well, sure thanks, other I'm people feel the same. Thank you very much, ma'am. 
Okay, thank you. Thanks for calling in, John. Okay, we have a caller, Gregory. I don't know where he's from. Gregory, are you there? Hello, hello. Hello. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. No, oh, happy day. I hope everybody's doing well out there in Radio Land and and you as well. By golly. Uh, I don't call very often, but I try to listen to you all, all the time. I love this station. It's been a part Great. of me for a long, long time. Wonderful. And all the callers, hello? I hear you. Hello? I hear you. Oh, okay. I can just barely hear you. I don't know. I like you on speakerphone a lot better. Hang on a second. Okay, I'm on full volume. Well, what I wanted to call about, I've called a couple different uh, channels, not yours. You're the first one. But you were talking about uh, the currency that we're currently uh, coerced into using. And you called it money. There's a book out by, back in the 90s or early 2000s, James Ewert. And it's titled Money, and he comes down with all the definitions of what all the words that we're currently using are or were back then, and we're still using them now to describe the same current crap that we're coerced or actually forced into uh, using. And so what I would like to propose to all the listeners out there, Chris, who has got such a great uh, oh, vocabulary, a uh, oh, way with words, but instead of calling money, which it's not, we're not using money right now. If, if you look at the etymology of the word and go back, it means precious metals coined at a mint. A dollar is a unit of measurement consisting of XYZ silver and XYZ gold. That's it. The Constitution tells us in Article 1, Section 8 and Article 1, Section 10, they had to bring it up twice to tell us what we shall use for currency. Rothschild, you know, uh, Rothschild or Bear, before he changed his name, he claimed, you know, I don't really care what kind of, uh, government you have as long as I can create the currency. And this is the current uh, situation we find ourselves in. So I propose, I did it a couple years ago or last year and then a, two years ago, tried to get everybody on the same terminology of the words that we're using. And so instead of calling them, calling it money or any of that other poopy, I tend to call them Rothschild slave tokens. And whenever I'm at a store or dealing in the currency that we're coerced into currently using, I use that terminology, and I'm trying to bring it up now, and that way I can see if everybody's up to speed on the same vernacular that we're... Well, coerced into using and I just want to bring up one other point 
you mentioned Clint, uh, Straw Man, and uh, that was a very, very influential book on my cognitive dissidence. <laughs> Anyways, I'll uh, leave you with that. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks. Well, I think we have on this show, we've made that distinction. In fact, I was on another show, and I tried to get them to comprehend that. And I think most people in the financial world talk about the dollar, okay, the dollar, and um, the debt in dollars, and, and the strength of the dollar, the weakness of the dollar. And in actuality, the caller was right. Since the Federal Reserve Act was passed and, and the stuff that happened afterward between then and 1933 and beyond in Britain Woods, etc., what you have is a private currency, okay, Federal Reserve note. The Federal Reserve is private, privately owned, central bank. So it's a private commercial script is what it is. And um, when Brenton Woods came around, all of a sudden, Rothschild managed to get the, the, his private script as the world reserve currency. So that's what we're all stuck with. And the, and the dollar has gone all over the planet. People have, have been forced to use dollars to buy oil. The petrodollar was created in the 70s. So it is a private currency. I don't know. You, we call it money because that's all we have when we go to the store to buy food is this Federal Reserve note. And uh, so that's why we're all calling it money. That's all we got. Okay, thanks for the call, Greg. And uh, we have another caller. This one's from California. Jack, are you there? Hi, I'm here. How are you? Okay. So um, just in the last couple of minutes, you guys were discussing uh, technology and whether it can be used to uh, sequester large masses of people, as you mentioned, on the street during a student gathering. Um, so what we refer to these as are psychotronic and electromagnetic weaponry. And what this permits them to do is to remotely control the human nervous system. And they can hit certain frequency modules to do certain things, with either to affect the body physiologically, symptoms, and or the nervous system with implanting ideas inside the mind, fear. Or for that matter, it's suspected that when the, during the Iraq war, the soldiers, the Iraqi soldiers who had put their guns down and had their hands up going towards the Kuwaiti border to surrender were <clears throat> suspected to be victims of this technology. It's been yeah. said that it's also shown up on the streets during the Republican convention, I believe, in New York City. Um, this type of technology was called the LRAD, which is uh, sort of like a dish um, that you would use for your, your TV satellite link, but a much larger one, probably about five feet um, in in uh, diameter, and this would maybe be on a large vehicle. And um, 
there's speculation that perhaps they can also maybe do this in other ways, but you got to think you have your cell phone on your body and it's recording data activity, everything that you do on it. That ties into data analytics where then there are processing of large masses of data through data centers that are geographically everywhere around the world. They're utilizing artificial intelligence to process those large data sets, terabytes upon terabytes of data. And the convergence of technologies, such as Internet of Things, which are devices that can record data in the field, such as temperature, motion, light, video, what have you. Um, and this will feed into other um, technologies, such as the 5G network, tied in with artificial intelligence and data analytics, and with the um, data centers throughout the world in which the law enforcement authorities have access through um, for this processing. It is going in the direction of a Orwellian Blade Runner type of future. And they've sort of shown this foreshadowing in their science uh, fiction writing as well as in the movies coming out of Hollywood. Well, I know that there is a lot of, of discussion of the the sophistication of the weapons that they have, and I have heard of a lot of it as well. Um, hard to say how much of it's going to be really used. Hard to say how much of it was planted there to scare us. Remember, these people are completely capable of planting lies. They do it all the time. They plant lies about the past, they plant lies about the present, and they plant lies about the future. When we look at the information we get on all of these weapons, we need to, to continue to be somewhat skeptical, alert, definitely, um, but we won't know for sure whether or not we've been told uh, to scare us that this is going to happen or whether um, they're actually ready and prepared to do this. We aren't going to really know. I don't like to scare everybody and say for sure it's going to happen. I think that's a, that's a little premature. But uh, it doesn't hurt to be aware that the, the, the information many people have gotten, I can't guarantee it's from good sources, but the information many people have gotten seems to point in the direction of what you're talking about. Again, why why do we have cell phones? I have said this a million times. Get rid of the smartphone. Get rid of the smartphone. Get rid of Facebook. These devices, the, the the smartphone has no security. It was not designed to be a secure communication unit. John McAfee has made this point a million times. It is a surveillance device. Get rid of the darn thing. And I, I honestly, I have lost patience with anyone when I point this out and say, look at the reality regarding that phone. 
who continues to say, but I like my phone. I want to text my friends. Those people, I I think that they are, um, they're just unwilling. They are naive. Well, my, mind you, mind you that I'm using my smartphone to talk to you right now. <laughs> okay, as well as listen to you. Right? I rest. I rest my case. If you believe here's all the of deal. The- here's the deal. Here's nope. the deal. I'm in, I, I work in the tech industry, and I would caution you to research venture capital um, with startup technology firms as well as the universities and the National Science Foundation and the money that's being financed to do research and development in um, disruptive technologies. And if you go to places like uh, UC Berkeley, Stanford, uh, many of the University of California campuses, as well as places like University of Michigan or MIT or whatever, um, you know, they're they're the ones leading this research. But Berkeley is a great place just to start, and then you have you know okay. the Bay Area with all the startups. Okay, Jack, if you believe this is true, if you believe this is true, why do well, you still have what, smart- what, why do as you still- to what is true? Why do you still have a smartphone? Well, I use my smartphone in ways that most people don't. First off, I don't carry it on me. Uh, I leave it in my vehicle or at my home. Um, I don't hold it when I talk on it. It's on a speakerphone. If I do carry it, I have it in airplane mode. Um, I do not carry it on my near my chest or near my hips, near my major arteries. Um, I do know that it changes brainwave patterns, um, as does using the typewriter versus handwriting. Um, So I use it judiciously, but I'm familiar of what other technologies tie into it. And, you know, besides that, I... You know, I just think that uh, technology is a very interesting way to confirm reality to some respects. Um, it's one of the ways that I became awoken to the New World Order and to asking deeper questions that led to what have you, communism, communitarianism, socialism. Um, and it was one of the ways that led me to, be, to led me to see the light of what's really happening around me. But you could use a desktop computer connected by a cable line, okay? You could do the I'm same. I'm mobile. I'm you could, mobile. You, could do, you can do all your research on a desktop computer. You don't have to carry a surveillance device around with you. It doesn't matter if you turn it off. You've still got a surveillance device, and they're surveilling you. They're listening to you. They have the potential of impacting you through that device. So, you you are making my case. If people are Let aware, me ask of- you something. Let me ask you something. You live in um, the Midwest, uh, I recall. Do, is that so? Yes. Okay. So you live in a you know probably in a you know neighborhood somewhere in the Midwest, like where I grew up outside of Detroit, in Oakland County. And uh, you live in a middle-class neighborhood. I have, I oh. have a landline. It doesn't matter where I live. I have a landline. I use my landline. On your phone. And see how many wireless signals come in. 
to your house? On the landline. No. On your phone, on your on your smartphone or on your Wi-Fi router on your desktop. If you've I got a Wi-Fi router, no, I want no. you to see whose wireless um, energy is Jack. coming into Jack. your house. Jack, I had a guy on Bill Bathgate, uh, oh gosh, it's been a, maybe a month ago. He came on and we talked about all of this, this very matter, and he, this is his field, and he said exactly the same thing. Don't have Wi-Fi, connect by cable, don't have a cell phone, use a landline, okay? That's it. Neighbors may have Wi-Fi router and it's coming in through your walls. I don't have a Wi-Fi router. You don't, but your neighbors may have. I understand that, but I'm not volunteering to do this. People who know about it and still have smartphones and Wi-Fi know that they're volunteering into a very nefarious system and they do it anyway that's the big Mm. question i have if you understand it why are you doing it anyway and i have it's the convenience people want the convenience i'm dealing with something that's even bigger than that Uh, back in michigan my mother who's 71 years old has got an apple ipad and she has that Wi-Fi router in the house since my brothers and sisters were there, and now they've moved on and have their own families. And now it's my understanding that, as a couple of years ago, they've implemented smart meters on the homes where she lives. She doesn't know anything about what this technology is doing, and she's mentioning she has health symptoms, such as a heart problem. A lot of people are fighting that right now. We're fighting it right now. So my brother and sister with their young children, their young families, they all have smart meters on their houses, and they're quite ignorant. One of my my siblings is in information technology. Yeah. Well, apparently we haven't reached them because I'm doing my best to reach as many as I can about the smart meter and about the 5G and and about the whole nine yards. I'm, I'm doing my best. Um. And if your mother doesn't know, then maybe you ought to talk to her and, and investigate getting rid of it. Well, we're going to play this this uh, recording for her. Maybe that'll persuade her. You, maybe you could tell her something for me right now. Well, I'm, you, it's you're the one who's in the technology field. You could tell her. Yeah, but you're a woman and you got a radio show. It's nationally syndicated, you know, as I can hear here in California. So put, put a good word in for me. <laughs> I mean, this is, they've known for a long time this technology is dangerous. Go back in the archives, and, and you can listen to the show. Um, I, I don't off the top of my head. Well, wait, maybe I can get you the date. Uh, on, on our In Defense of Humanity program links page, it lists um, who was on, what the program was, and I have links to their websites, etc. Let me see if I can find this one. Um, yes, January 5th, Bill Bathgate explained the downside of wireless technology. That was the show. There is a link to his website. It was January 5th where we covered this information. And he gave all kinds of warnings about it. And he apparently, that's what he does. What he does is he goes to people's houses and helps them 
rewire or put filters in, um, set up instead of uh, Wi-Fi using networks, you can do that. You can network one computer to another. Yes, it requires a cable. But listen to that show from January 5th and maybe maybe that'll help because that's what we talked about. I'm afraid we're going to get rid Pardon? I know of a doctor up in Seattle who supposedly was helping children reverse autism by cutting out the electromagnetic frequencies from the home. Very good. Um, yeah, this was a European doctor. I believe his practice is somewhere out of the state of Washington near Seattle. And uh, I don't recall his name, but he discussed that there are materials such as uh, certain types of paints and drapery for curtains where you can, uh, you know, put this up in your home and it'll cut out the Wi-Fi signals from your immediate neighbor's home. So, well, you, you know, in some cases, if you have your smartphone and you turn on your Wi-Fi um, receiver, you'll see there are maybe sometimes 9 to 10, 12, what have you, electromagnetic, electromagnetic frequency uh, signals hitting you simultaneously. Some weaker than others, some stronger. He, he talks about a meter that people can get, and uh, I did buy that meter, and it does work. It's not all that expensive. I can't remember what I paid for it, but if you go back to the archives and listen, he specifically says what kind of meter he recommends. So um, I, I share your concerns, you know, but as long as you've got the smartphone, you're in their system. Well, I'm going to have to kind of cut it short now. We're getting ready to end the the program for this week. I'm sorry, Julie, I won't, don't have time to take your call. I just want to thank, I hope that um, E. Michael Jones appreciates the the opportunity he had to share his information, and I really very much enjoyed having him on. I'd hope to have him on again. He's just brilliant. Uh, go to his website, culturewars.com. He certainly understands usury. He studied the history of usury, which I had not. He understands how it is playing out in our world, how how few of us know that it's going on and how we continue to to get coerced into these contracts and get into debt that we can't repay. And that was done by design. So thank you, Dr. Jones. I'm thrilled that you came on the show tonight. And I, I'm a little bit sorry that I didn't get a chance to say on air to say goodnight to you. But if you uh, hear this recording or if you happen to be listening, good night and thank you. And as for the listeners, I hope you stay tuned. After every program on Saturday nights, we, we do an imaging prayer. We take time to think about the world that we want. We spent mental energy imaging the world we want for our children, the future we want for our country, the beauty of the earth. We cannot let go of that image. That is our goal, to overcome this destruction that is just seemingly relentless. So uh, we'll be back next week, and thanks for listening. Did you know that neither the American Medical Association nor the American Bar Association 
were established to benefit the American people? Have you recognized that in our country, health care has little to do with health and that our court system has nothing to do with justice? The priests of both medicine and law have been incentivized to implement a dark agenda on behalf of the Bilderbergers and their ilk. To protect ourselves and our progeny, we need to take a much closer look at how these two giant industries really work. Join me, Al Whitney, on In Defense of Humanity, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Central, as we expose the matrix and learn how not to consent to our own destruction. February is Heart Month. Every year for the month of February, to show our appreciation to Extendivite's faithful customers, we have a sale. If you would like to try Extendivite, now is the time to get a few months ahead and really give Extendivite the time to show you how it works. Most of Extendivite's long-term customers wait for this sale to stock up. People and doctors tell us about the unbelievable improvements that they have experienced in their overall health, not just the heart. Extendivite wants you to experience the power of these herbs. Get a four-month supply for only $115 for either the capsules or tincture. Please take advantage of this once-per-year sale and get healthy for life. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com or find us on Amazon. Extend your life with Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can... We'd like to end tonight's show by reaching up to a higher power, whatever that might mean to you, to assist us in creating the future we all want. Close your eyes as you listen to this beautiful song by Inca Gold called Shout to the Lord, an image families and children enjoying Earth's healthy meadows, forests, oceans, and mountains in perpetuity image them laughing singing and dancing visualize humanity thriving free from want or fear picture the peaceful world we all deserve let's joyfully create our future together
Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.